Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Nick Anderson. Today I speak with fellow coach Nick, also a fellow Nick. Um, We talk about what it's like to be a coach, what it's like to be both an in-person and an online coach, kind of talk about the struggles that some of our clients go through and how we help them overcome them. This is kind of a coach's chat here, so if you are a fitness coach, this will be a good one for you. Also, if you're a client of a coach, this might be a good one for you to listen to as well, or even if you have been considering hiring a coach. So I hope you enjoy this one, and if you like it, please let me know, and please also let Apple Podcasts know and give it a five-star review. Thank you for listening. We had some uh, audio issues previously, but we're good. Sweet. (laughs) How's your day going? Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. Try to enjoy the sun. How's your day Uh, going? Absolutely. I was outside trying to enjoy the sun as well. And clearly my internet connection did not work from that far outside. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my car right now, so it's working pretty good. So (laughs) that's excellent. So obviously I know you from the gym anytime fitness we both work together we were both coaches there i'm obviously no longer working there but you are um tell me about what it is like to be like an in-person coach and you're also an online coach too are you yes 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 i am so i am oh, both. yeah um, i started as an in-person coach uh it has its good and bad things i love it um personally but you have to be able to work with multiple personalities in there in the gym and everyone has their injuries or like different things they're working around so you really have to be able to work through different things at the same time and especially with like the groups that we were both training there at anytime fitness uh, you know each person has their own things they're trying to trying to work on or connect to and so it can be difficult at times but I think it's very rewarding uh, as the weeks go on you see those clients get better and better and uh, they reach their goals eventually and that's the best thing that's what we do what we do yeah, I definitely really miss that aspect about it is seeing people come in and like from day one, they can't do a squat like their depth is horrible. And then by like their sixth week, they're doing like a full ass squat and looking fucking strong as hell. And it's it's crazy to see people's strength transformations, because most of the clients that that we work with there are like kind of new to fitness. Um, so it's definitely cool to watch. Yeah, a hundred percent. And just like being able to see them use like more weights, like they start off the five pound dumbbells and then they grow like in their own confidence in the gym and they get more comfortable in there. Yeah, definitely. And and that's another thing that I liked about that is it was working with just like the general public instead of like fitness professionals who kind of already know their way around the gym. It's cool because you get to work with so many different personalities and <laughs> some of the people never enjoy it like i know there were a couple of clients there that were just like oh this again i'm like you're showing up though like, yeah exactly thing. yeah they keep showing up and that's the that's what makes you feel good you know they don't love the working out aspect but they're there to see you and improve their life and 
That's what makes it fun. Some of them do learn to love it, which is also cool. Like not everyone, this is something I talk about a lot. Not everyone has that relationship with, with working out and some people will find it and love it. And some people will just do it because they have to do it and never enjoy it. And that's okay. Yeah, exactly. But it's interesting seeing the, the differences between the two personalities. Um, so how do you feel it compares like being in person versus online? What do you think are like the differences there? Oh, I think it's a lot different. I'm pretty new at the online side, so I'm still learning a lot, but yeah, uh, a whole different ball game. I think, um, it's a lot harder to connect with uh, that person because you only have like the zoom calls or the FaceTime calls and like the text messages. Um, it's a lot harder than in the club or like in a gym where I can see them, I can fix them at that moment. Um, things like that. I think that's the biggest difference I've seen so far as I'm slowly transitioning online, um, trying to get that connection uh, daily, weekly, and trying to build that rapport with that client online. Yeah, that can definitely be a challenge sometimes, especially when you have new clients. Um, I know I had clients that I never ended up getting a rapport with like after months. Yeah. <laughs> and then there were some that was just like, it was so easy. I know it's, 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 definitely a different experience between the two and i think there's a lot of pros and cons to both i think i mean same with like in person i had trouble getting rapport with some people as well so maybe that's like an individual experience but i find the the like biggest pro to the online thing versus in person as far as rapport goes is you're not with them just for that hour session yeah like you like Anytime they can text you and be like, Hey, I am really struggling to figure out a kettlebell swing or like, should I, should I eat peanut butter today? Which the answer is always yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree there. You have that access like 24 seven. And so you can help them out with like all the little things that in the club you couldn't. Um, It's more like, it's easier to build like those daily habits um than it is in the club yeah i think i think that's the big pro to the online thing but then again like in the actual club it's a lot easier to correct someone's form in person than yeah it is definitely to, like have people send you videos weekly and be like a little better this time no, i'm <laughs> tightening this up and it takes that struggle and i can talk about my experience with my coach too Um, I was recently working with an online coach for about three months and my God, it took me eight weeks (laughs) to get a cable crunch down because every week I was like, how is it this time? All right, great. Like just work on keeping your hips steady. I'm like, all right, got that. All right, cool. But your range of motion still sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that aspect of it like works hand in hand because then you get better at the cues that you can use in person with someone. And so it helps you to communicate both ways. Uh, makes you a better trainer, I think. It definitely does. Um, and, and I think that's a really cool thing is that being able to have both of those experiences, both online and in-person, makes you a better trainer in each aspect. Online makes you a better in-person trainer and in-person makes you a better online trainer. Yeah, 100%. I think every trainer out there, like someone who wants to be a trainer, should try to dabble in a little bit of both of them and learn from both aspects of the training world. Yeah, definitely. So what made you decide to pursue a career as a trainer? Oh, all right. Um, it's a long road. I feel like I, <laughs> I definitely didn't want to do that right away. I don't think So, like in okay. high school. I was 
always into sports. Like I played basketball and everything, um, played a little bit of soccer, um, but like training or being like a coach or a personal trainer was never in my head uh, through high school and early college. Um, but then I went to college and I went to Suffolk University, um, did not graduate from that. I just went there for a semester. Mm-hmm. Didn't love the school aspect of like just sitting down, listening to lectures. Wasn't the biggest fan of that. Same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people nowadays are kind of leaning that way. Yeah. Um, but then that's when I decided to join like the Marine Corps. And I was like, I need to do something different, kind of push myself. And so I joined the Marine Corps Reserves, did all like the boot camp and things like that. I think that's when I slowly started to realize, like, I don't know if I'm going to continue, like, the college road. Um, I started to, like, love, like, just working out, like, fitness a little bit more there because you have to be in shape to be, like, in the service. Of course. Um, But then I did continue to go on to school uh, for another about year and a half. I was studying, like, criminology. I wanted to be, like, a detective or police officer. Um, and then as I kept going to school, I uh, liked it less and less each year. Um, of course. <laughs> I was like working out on my own, like following some people on Instagram and online. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make this transition because I don't see myself making a career out of being a detective or a police officer anymore. Um, so then I took that move. I went to a school up in Boston called American Academy of Personal Training. Um, and so that was like a six month course, I believe I did night school there. Um, and it's pretty cool. You got 300 hours like online and in person, I mean, not online, I mean like in the gym and like classroom time. So you had both. So I already left there with a little bit of experience of training people. Um, and then my love for fitness kind of grew from there even more started working at the YMCA part-time. Uh, and then that's when I also started working at anytime fitness part-time. Um, and then slowly just try to like build my rapport with, uh, the managers and everything at both the, both the gyms. And then I got that full-time position at anytime fitness where we met, um, and haven't looked back since. That's amazing. I love that story. I love that. You know, I think most personal trainers like don't go into personal training with like, this is what I want to do. Like they don't start their career that way. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> no, I, think, I agree with you. I, I, <laughs> but I think a lot of people like find out that they have a passion for it like later in life. If you're a personal trainer and you've always wanted to be a personal trainer, let me know so you can prove <laughs> yeah. me wrong if you're listening. But because I want to know <laughs> because I'm not the same way either. I went to school for engineering um, and I've been doing that for about, ooh, I don't know, like six, seven years. Yep. And recently i started pursuing my i guess career in personal training i I did the part-time job at anytime fitness i've been an online coach for about a year now and i've found so much passion in it like it just feels like what i should be doing um i i love helping people i love being able to like work with regular people on working on their goals and seeing their lives actually change before my eyes and if you asked me 10 years ago when I went to college and I was gonna be, <laughs> if I wanted to be a personal trainer, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> I didn't work out at all. Like, I sat on the couch all day uh, eating Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, me some Doritos. 
And I think maybe that's, I think a lot of coaches have that experience too, where like they, they don't initially start out with like working out. I, I think you're a little different in that aspect is that you've always worked out. Maybe there's like half and half there. Yeah. But I, I think there's something to be said about coaches who struggled with fitness as well. And there's also something to be said about coaches who never struggled with fitness because they have been doing it for such a long time. So they have all that extra experience. So the extra experience and knowledge is, is very highly valued in trainers like you and the extra knowledge of what it's like to struggle is highly valued in trainers like me. And it's, it's such a contrast, but I think there's so much to be said for both types. Oh yeah, I agree a hundred percent there. And I feel like as a trainer, like you have to have that experience of like struggling with the workouts and like seeing the difference it'll make in your own body, like reaching your own personal goals um, or even trying to come close to your goals, even if you don't hit them and just Mm. like seeing the difference that like health and fitness can make in your life. And then like, for me, like that's what happened first. And then like family and friends are like, Oh, like, let me come work out with you. Like, Oh, what should I eat? And things like that. And then I was like, wow, I kind of really like helping out other people in this area. And then I grew from there. Yeah, that's that's a kind of similar experience. Like when I started, when I actually started working out and then I was like, <laughs> it's funny when I got my certification, I got certified through um, NASM. Yep. Uh, when I got it, I was like, I'm just going to do this to, <laughs> to get the knowledge. I probably <laughs> won't do anything with it. Oh my God, I had such imposter syndrome about it too. When people <laughs> asked me about it, I was like, oh no, like I'll, I'll never do anything with it. And um, I, I actually ended up starting to host like Zoom classes online because everybody, this was like when the pandemic, oh. I can't talk, when the pandemic started to break out and like no one was working out and stuff. So I was like, oh, like let's do some body weight classes on Zoom with a bunch of people that, yeah. that follow me. And I think that's like my thing kind of took off from there until one day one of my friends was like, hey, I'm like really struggling with strength training and i want to like work on getting better and stronger can you help me and i was like i guess i i guess i could do that right like i can write you a program and shout out to enid my first my first client um like thank you because if if it wasn't for you saying that i never would have been in this so (laughs) thank you here we are (laughs) that's awesome it's a great story i feel like a lot of trainers have that similar uh, story if like a friend or someone comes up to him asking for help yeah I think so too because um, so many people need help with this it's it's hard to do on your own and do it correctly I think before I actually knew what I was doing I had written a program for myself and if I look back on that program <laughs> now I would die looking at like I know I had like alright let's just destroy my arms for a day oh, like yep. bicep curls and then hammer curls and then <laughs> oh, I every curl variation and that's the workout i was right there with you i remember <laughs> i used to brag about it i remember i spent a whole a whole like two hours at the gym doing biceps and triceps and i like bragged to my friends about it and i was like 19 looking yeah. back i was like oh my I see it all the time at the gym too. Like yeah. <laughs> all those guys like show up and they're like, all right, curls on curls on curls. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's funny just looking back on how much we can grow as coaches too. 
Um, I don't remember who said this, but it's one of the coaches that I follow on Instagram or something said once, if you look back on a program that you wrote a year ago and don't cringe a little, you are not growing as a coach. And I think that's absolutely true. I think a year from now, I'll probably look back on programs that I wrote today and be like, that could have been a little better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're we're always learning. Like, it's crazy. There's always new things coming out. Like, it's hard to keep up with it, but. Well, always, is, you always have to learn as a trainer. It's always, it's also kind of the fun of it. Like it yeah. makes it kind of a science. Like scientists don't know everything. That's, that's why we have the, what is it called? The scientific method, like experiment with things, find out new things and, and learn scientists learn. And I think in a way, fitness coaches are scientists because we're, we're kind of learning and experimenting with new things and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't works. And it's, it's fun as hell. Yeah, exactly. And each client's different. Like, not not the same thing's going to work for each client. So, it's a take exactly. it by case-by-case case basis. Yeah, that's so true. There's a lot of people, like, in those group classes that I'd be like, all right, this I know this person's showing up today. Like, this isn't going to work for them. Yep. I know they can't do a squat jump. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I can barely do a squat jump. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's such a vast difference between person to person, and that's also part of the fun of it too. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that's what makes it fun. And then once you crack that code, and you can give them like the best results they're looking for, and then go from there. Yeah, it's it's cool too how some people will be like looking; they'll be chasing the optimal results. Um, I know I'm one of those people. Like I'm looking for the optimal results for myself, but there's a thousand other people out there who their goal is to just get in the fucking gym. Yeah. (laughs) And like working with those people and finding things that they'll do without wanting to die the whole time is difficult yet rewarding. Yeah, Yeah, that's a struggle (laughs) on like the trainer side because you got to find something that they're going to enjoy doing uh, as a client to make them want to keep coming to see you right but also to like build them something that is going to be effective like yep it's about a client i have a client who like hates doing squats she <laughs> won't do squats at all and i'm right like there all right well hate squats. squats are important but like a leg press is kind of like a squat so yeah, <laughs> let's exactly that. let's start with that and then Maybe we could make you like squats at some point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was in the same boat with her. I did like three years of no leg day, so I feel her pain. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been when you were doing all biceps. So. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> same years. <laughs> yeah, that, that adds up. <laughs> I still I still hate leg day, except for deadlift day. That is a different story, but I only like the deadlift part of leg day. Everything else. <laughs> Deadlifting is fun. It is fun, but I would kind of rather die than do another bulgarian split squat if i have to do another one of those i honestly don't mind those they suck when really? you do them, but i don't mind them yeah i feel good after that, that's the favorite part oh yeah definitely like they suck to do but no one in the world will deny that they work because yeah, they exactly. are so effective um when i was working with my coach i had those in my program three consecutive months <laughs> I started writing my own programming this month and I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing Bulgarian sports. Yeah, t- no way. I, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll have to put them in next month because 
just that's just the way it goes. You can't, yeah. Can't not do the things you you uh, don't enjoy. Exactly. Usually, most people like you get the most benefit from doing the things you enjoyed the least. Like squats for me, like grew my legs the most, but I hated doing them. That's true, and I think the more you do them, the less you start to hate them. Um, yeah, definitely. I always always hated push ups when I first started working out. Like I could do them, that was fine, but I was like, I don't want to do these. Uh, anytime <laughs> it was like push ups, do as many push ups as you can. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll probably do about half that I can <laughs> and say that that's all that I can do. I still do that actually. My I had uh, push ups till max in my last program. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I i hate them less now because i yeah. got better at them yeah exactly it's like a skill and so it's just like getting that learning curve that's what i like to think of like every exercise it's like a skill you're trying to learn and so the more you do it the better you're gonna get and the least you're gonna hate it like that's, that's what a I good think. way of looking at it i like yeah. that I've, I've never really thought of it that way um but i guess if you can compare it to like I don't know. What's a skill that somebody hates doing? <laughs> writing. Yeah. Oh, I hate writing. I'm okay. Like yeah. Trying to like write articles. I, I suck at it, but the more I do it, the better I get at it. And eventually the we'll, I won't hate writing. But exactly. We'll you like grow confidence in that skill. Yeah. Damn. That's a good way of looking at it. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So was there anything else that you like really wanted to chat about today? I had absolutely no format for this conversation, which is partly my bad. I usually don't have a format, but maybe I should start coming up with like, we should have a topic, but that's okay. I think we had a little bit of a topic here. No. Yeah. We got to know our backgrounds, both of them. Yeah, um, definitely. But I have all the time in the world. If there's anything that you want to chat about. Um, I have nothing off the top of my head. Uh, oh, actually what, I was like scrolling through your Instagram. Like what made you want to do like those uh, like zoom workouts? Like just, and like start your fitness account, like a little bit more of your background, I guess. That's a good question. And I don't talk about my background all that much. So this is probably a good topic. (laughs) Um, I honestly don't remember. Actually, I do remember there was someone that I was following on Instagram that used to do these classes. And I was like, Oh, like I'll take a few of these are fun. And when I started doing that, that was about the time that I started like almost being certified for a personal trainer. Okay. And I was like, Oh, maybe this would be like a good way to start it and kind of grow from there. And I think initially when I started doing it, I was like, this is, this is all that I'm going to do. This is fun. I, I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't have as much time for it anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> and I did them all for free <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's just, who I am I can't help it uh, <laughs> but no it was a really good way of like building my following too because I had these people jump on a, a lot of it was friends or like I don't know like online friends you know that you've never yep. met but have always been your friend somehow um so that was fun that was like a fun way of interacting especially during the pandemic when again no one was working out and no one was socializing so that was really huge but yeah, once I made that transition into like actually coaching people, I think I, I started doing that less. Actually, really, when I stopped doing it was the day that I started working at Anytime Fitness. I was like, I can't, I can't keep up with this oh, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing all three of those is tough. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's like group classes and then more group classes and then training <laughs> and also working full time. Yeah. And I need to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Did you ever like struggle with uh, like first posting on your fitness Instagram? I feel like a lot of oh people have like that confidence. Like it's a struggle to a not care. Percent. Yes. Um, actually, this is a funny story. Um, when I first started posting on Instagram, I was, I posted like myself doing a workout and someone that I went to high school with, like my second post was like, <laughs> messaged me on the side. I was like, your form is bad. Oh God. And I was like, oh no, it, I don't know if it was or not. Maybe I should look <laughs> back at that video because I kind of want to know. But yeah, he said my form was bad and it tore me down inside. I yeah. was like, oh, I'm never posting on Instagram uh. again. It took me like three months to finally like post again after that. And it, it definitely defeated me. And yep. I think you might've been following me at the time that this happened, but I did a Q and a once on my Instagram and that same dude was like, do you work on that push up form yet? Oh and, God. Jeez. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me at this point. I was a lot more confident. So I messaged yeah. him. I was like, look, fuck you. You tore me down and you can go fuck yourself. And it felt so good. Yep. I've never told anyone to go fuck themselves <laughs> in my life. <laughs> If you've, if you've never told someone to go fuck yourself, <laughs> I highly <laughs> recommend giving it a shot because it was the best feeling. And then I blocked him and there I never have to deal with that dude again. So Good fuck the you. haters. Fuck yeah. the haters. Do your thing. Because if I, if I listened to him and never posted again after that, I would not be the person that I am today. Oh, yeah. 100%. You get growing confidence with like that everything online, Instagram, all that stuff. Definitely. I'm, I'm still uncomfortable posting on Instagram most of the time. Um, especially like when I talk on my story, I, I usually record that like six times before. I'm not confident with that at all. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that is actually was uncomfortable and way out of my comfort zone was starting this podcast too. I was like, I don't know how successful this is going to be. I don't know if I'm going to be good at talking. I've actually recorded a couple um, pieces of podcast that is just like a yep. solo thing and I've deleted them so eventually you guys who are listening there will be a solo podcast but Ooh, there we go some unreleased podcast <laughs> what about you did you struggle with that when you first started oh yeah 100% I probably wanted to like do like a different Instagram like my fitness one for like years I think I've had it for mm. like a year and a half now um, but I wanted to do it probably for a year or two before I even started it and then I would just be in my own head with like no confidence of wanting to post things are people gonna follow me are people just gonna like shit on my form Um, (laughs) because i have like my other instagram account that's just like my personal account i guess i don't really post on there anymore but um and i used to post stories of me working out with like my buddies there and then like in person my high school buddies would be like oh like stop posting that shit i don't want to see it on your story and i'd be like oh uh okay like sorry my bad um, and so it took me a little bit to kind of gain confidence. Um, it probably took me, yeah, I think it's a year and a half now. So I was a trainer for a little bit before I made that account. Um, well, I'm glad that you um, ended up shutting that out of your your buddies being like, don't post that. I don't want to see that. Um, um, I'm going to tell you a story. I, I talk about Jordan Syatt way too much on this podcast, but here we are. Hey, Jordan. Great follow. If you're not following, <laughs> I had listened to one of his podcasts not too long ago where 
when he first started posting on Instagram, his uncle messaged him and was like, dude, I don't want to see this shit. Please stop posting it. Yeah. And can you imagine what it would be like if Jordan had listened to him? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be crazy. Like, dude, is he's got like 700,000 followers and is just like, in my opinion, one of the best fitness coaches out there. Um, I think he's been a huge influence on me. So that's definitely why I say so. But (laughs) I I like following him for a while. But yeah, like don't listen to the haters because if if they let you if they get in and you let them, you just won't move on and fuck them. (laughs) You're never gonna know what's gonna happen unless like you try. I feel like I think that's what I've learned with like the Instagram and everything. Um, like if I never posted it, like we wouldn't be here doing this podcast, maybe like who knows? Yeah. And like, what was the worst that could have happened out of that? Someone would have made fun of you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Someone would have commented something like whatever. Yeah. I mean, I definitely still get still some... hurts to see those comments. Some... Yeah. Yeah. I get those. <laughs> uh, now that I have more followers, I get more and more of those comments. There was one of them that I had not too long ago. It's literally in the middle of the night that I checked my phone, like just to check the time. And I see this comment and I'm like, fuck, this guy is an idiot. Yeah. But also it cut me down a little bit. And I couldn't go back to sleep because of it. So fuck that guy. I blocked him too. (laughs) It always hurts a little bit, but you, for the most part, you get more people that enjoy the content um, and everything like that. And give you like, good feedback and things like that than the haters there's always more of the good than the bad i feel like yeah i mean even if you can just change like one person's life and the rest of them hate you you change one person's life so i think that's you're doing good if you change one person's life and everybody hates you you're doing just fine yeah exactly you're just trying to you're not trying to change like the world all at once slowly that's right. You can't change. Well, maybe you can't change the world all at once. That would be nice. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows how, let us know. Yeah, yeah. If you guys got suggestions, um, I'm all ears. <laughs> all right, cool, man. This this was great. I think this was a great discussion. So I really want to thank you for taking the time to come on and chat with me. Yeah, of course. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's my first podcast I've ever been on. So hopefully, I didn't do awful. <laughs> no, you did great. This was a great topic and Thanks. great yeah, stuff to great, talk about. Great conversation. Right. Hopefully, people yeah, definitely. It. I hope hope somebody gets something out of it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. All right. Of course. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye.